0: Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Check out our new website for all your news, updates, and episodes at nascarfieldfiller.com. We have one spot left in the field, so let's fill up the last row with our host, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Back of the Field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. We are now in the middle of the summer break here in the NASCAR season because they are having the Olympics go on on NBC, and we are just sitting here kind of twirling our thumbs. I mean, if you're going to short track races, if you got any opportunities to, by all means, support your local short tracks. If you want to watch the Olympics, hey... Support your country, support your favorite athletes. All of them are really competing in there, except for motorsports drivers. So it's a lot of fun to go and be able to watch the Olympics. So if you get a chance, make sure to tune into NBC and watch some of those. They're going to be going on for the next two weeks. But here for us NASCAR fans, we're kind of just waiting here a little bit in withdrawal. Like we are already waiting for the Watkins Glen race, the Indianapolis Road Course race, Daytona's coming up. We're just sitting here and just like, damn, man, gosh, this sucks. I want to see some NASCAR, man! Son of a bitch! Uh, well, at least I am, anyways. I don't know how you guys are. In the meantime, though, we still have a couple of episodes to fill while we wait for the season to get back going. And I had a few ideas myself. I also had some listeners send me some ideas, which thank you very much to those guys who did send out, reach out to me and gave me some ideas. Some of them were really good. Uh, one in particular I really enjoyed and we might cover that on the next episode. Uh, but today I want to focus on which drivers we're going to see make it into the playoffs. Now this year, obviously there's not that many spots left. I mean, there's only three positions left as far as drivers trying to make it in who don't have a victory at this time. Then after that, if everyone happens to get a victory at every single racetrack from here to the playoffs, we're going to have one driver miss it. More than likely, it would be Eric Amarola. However, there could be an opportunity that someone even lower than him gets a victory. I mean, who knows? The Granted, the chances are very slim to nil. I mean, Watkins Glen has been Chase Elliott's course. Michigan, I can totally see Kyle Larson coming in and getting a victory there. He really likes that track, and with the powerful equipment he has, I feel like he's just going to dominate that race. Indy Road Course, though, and Daytona, obviously, those are more of crapshoot, so now the question is, which drivers are going to make it in? Which ones do we feel really comfortable with? Well, let's go through some of the drivers who haven't gotten a victory yet. Let's talk about each driver so far that's running full-time here in the Cup Series and see how much of an opportunity they have to make it in. Alrighty, I think the best way to do this is going from forward on back. Maybe we'll just do it by numbers just to kind of mix it up a little bit. Drivers who are already locked in right now, we don't got to worry about these guys missing the playoffs at all. Kyle Larson, Martin Trex Jr., Alex Bowman, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, they all have multiple victories, so there's no way they're missing the playoffs. They're automatically locked in regardless of who gets a victory. Guys with one win more than likely are going to be locked in anyways is going to be the number 24 of William Byron, the number 22 of Joey Logano. The number 12 of Ryan Blaney, the number 2 of Brad Keselowski, the number 1 of Kurt Bush, the number 20 of Christopher Bell, the number 34 of Michael McDowell, and the number 10 of Eric Almirola. Of course, Eric Almirola is in the hot seat if we have uh, three winners and Denny Hamlin holds on to the points lead, or four winners, because right now he's about 70-so points behind Michael McDowell, 71 to be exact. That's almost two races behind the number 34 car, so he's definitely in that spot. I don't see Michael McDowell wrecking out of all these other races because... Because he's really good at road courses. He's really good at uh, restrictor plates. That's why he got a victory at Daytona. Only one I can see him struggle at is Michigan. So uh, I really think that's locked in for Eric Amarola to be in the hot seat right now. But you never know. We could have somebody get a victory that we were not thinking about. And then, bam, we got a good action-packed race at Daytona. Or we have someone surprisingly make it in, bump him out. There, a lot of things can happen. So let's go through the field. Let's start off. Let's go from lower numbers on to the top. First one we got, oh god, (laughs) Quinn Hoff. Okay. Uh Quinn Hoff, driver of the Starcom Double Zero machine, he's done 22 starts. He has scored a total of 96 points, about 130 points away from making it into the top 30. Yeah, you're you're smoking crack if you think um, that Double Zero car is gonna make it in. Uh, no way in hell. Uh Quinn Hoff, all you believers out there, I'm glad you supported the team, but he ain't making it in. Moving on now to the now the number three. Obviously, Kurt Busch and Brad Keselowski are locked in. Of Austin Dillon, Austin Dillon actually looks like a really good candidate to make it in and maybe even pull off a victory. I mean, his finishes at road courses may not be the most enjoyable results. Like, you look at them and you're like, ooh, I'm not too excited about seeing that. But when you look at Michigan and, of course, Super Speedways as a whole, he does pretty damn good. He finishes near the top end. I mean, look at his averages here at Super Speedways. The only people that are beating him that have ran ever since 2018 all the races has been Eric Amarola, Ryan Newman and Denny Hamlin those are the only drivers who have better averages than he does always there near the front I mean he's gotten a victory at Daytona coming back to Daytona if he's in a situation where he has to get a win he'll be aggressive enough and he might be there near the end so Austin Dillon I think could potentially be one of those drivers to lock himself in with a victory if not he's going to be right there in the hunt for that 16th spot in the playoffs next one up we got Kevin Harvick driver of the number four machine All I'll say is this, if he misses the playoffs for this year, after the dominant season he had last year, this will go down as one of the worst hangovers after such a fabulous season. If you do not know what a championship hangover is, is you have a phenomenal season before and you win the championship, and next year you suck ass. Most people remember Tony Stewart back in 2005, wins the championship, 2006, he doesn't even run for the championship. Jeff Gordon in 2007 had one of the best years ever, um, was by far the most dominant driver. Jimmy Johnson in the end was better in the final 10 races. Then 2008 does not get a victory. This happens a lot. Kevin Harvick is looking to be in that same spot again. He's right there on the cutoff line. Uh, If we don't get any new winners, if we don't get two more new winners, then I think he's going to be locked in, no problem. He still has a pretty good cushion between him and the cutoff line. However, if there's victories out there that are handed to people, who are in between 16th through, I don't know, 25th, then I'd be scared if I'm a Kevin Harvick fan because Kevin Harvick has not really been close to getting a victory New Hampshire I thought was his closest opportunity maybe he can come in at Michigan but honestly other than that I don't really know I don't know where he's going to get that victory at this year or even if he's going to get a victory so Kevin Harvick if there's not new winners then don't worry about it he'll make it into the playoffs but if you see an unfamiliar face at the Indianapolis road course or the Daytona victory lane I'd be very worried if I was a Kevin Harvick fan Next up, we have Ryan Newman in the number six. Mmm, Ryan Newman... You know, it's been kind of a bummer seeing him ever since he came back from the Daytona race after that horrible incident. I mean, yeah, that was really scary. We were very thankful that he was able to get back into a race car. But ever since then, it just hasn't been the same Ryan Newman. And I think Roush Racing has even saw it because if you've seen the news, Brad Keselowski is going to be taking over the number six car starting next year and is going to have a part ownership with the team. And Ryan Newman has only been offered a part-time position with Roush Fenway because Salowski Racing. I don't know what Ryan Newman is thinking right now. I don't know if he's going to take that opportunity, if he's going to go to another team, or if he goes to SRX Racing and tries to beg Tony Stewart for forgiveness after his little comment after the Richmond race in 2016. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, basically Ryan Newman just said, Just look up Tony Stewart on YouTube. There's a lot of great things of him um, losing his mind and everything, and we all knew what he was talking about. He was talking about the incident with Kevin Ward Jr. Uh, Just a really cringy situation, so I don't know if forgiveness is there yet, but I don't think we're going to see Ryan Newman in a part-time position. He's either going to find another ride or he's going to call it good after this year. Can he make it into the playoffs? The chances are really, really slim. I mean, the only chance I see him making it in is Daytona. And we know how much of a crapshoot that is. I mean, he's very, very good at super speedways. There's only one driver who's beaten him in averages who have ran all 14 races at super speedways since 2018. And that is Denny Hamlin. He is second. He's beaten everybody else on averages. So he's been right there. He's been close. I mean, we remember Talladega. We obviously remember Daytona. Is he going to be in victory lane, though? I don't really know. I don't really see it, in all honesty, but if he's going to have any chances of making it into the playoffs, it's going to be that Daytona race, the final race of the regular season. All right, next up we have is the number seven of Corey LaJoy. Uh, No, no, Corey LaJoy is not going to be making it into the playoffs. He's sitting 29th in points, really only beaten. Really only beating scrub teams right now. There's really no sight for seeing Corey LaJoy in victory lane. Could he get a good finish at Daytona? Yeah, but top 10 is going to be a good day for him. I don't really see him doing anything more than that. So Corey LaJoy, not not at all. Now we will move on to Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick has had a really good season. I've been very impressed with him. He's been having a lot of good runs, Then there's been a few races where he's kind of let us down a little bit, and now we sit here in the final four races. Can he make it in? He's been very consistent this year. He's been the top 10 guy. He's kind of replaced Eric Amarola in that position, been running around in the top 10 at tracks where we didn't even expect him to be up there, and then lo and behold, we see that number eight machine there on the score monitor in the 10th or 8th position. That's been right around where he's been. Is he going to get a win, though? That's the tough question to ask. I'd... Uh- super speedways again um, crapshoot Richard Chills racing has been really good there when it comes to super speedways I, I feel like Austin Dillon would have a better chance than Tyler Reddick I feel like Austin Dillon's the more experienced restrictive plate driver there uh, Michigan I could see that happen uh, they've had very fast equipment Chevrolet as a whole has had really fast equipment so I could see the number eight potentially get a victory there could he make it in by points I think as long as they don't have any more surprise winners here this season I think Tyler Reddick can more than likely make it with no worries there I mean he if we weren't looking at wins he'd be sitting 12th in the points with Austin Dillon right behind him uh it's going to be between these two drivers on who's going to make it in if we have no other surprise winners if I had to lean one towards the other though I maybe would say Austin Dillon with Tyler Reddick sitting in a close second but who knows maybe consistency is going to be the overall key to make it into the playoffs and right now Tyler Reddick has been very consistent Next, we have Denny Hamlin in the number 11. Uh, The only thing I could see Denny Hamlin missing the playoffs is if he loses the championship points lead and we have three different new winners. That's really the only way that Denny Hamlin is going to miss the playoffs. It's a very, very slim chance that that's going to happen, but the biggest thing we got to talk about is the points lead. The points lead actually holds a lot of value because I do believe you get 25 points going into the playoffs for the first round. I could be 100% wrong on that. I feel like I'm wrong on that, but you do get some bonus points if you're the points leader and that's where Denny Hamlin is right now. So he's doing everything he can to hold on to the points lead. Has a 13-point lead over Kyle Larson. There's going to be some races where I'm a little bit worried for Denny Hamlin to hold on to the points lead because Kyle Larson looks really strong at some other racetracks, most noticeably Michigan and then also in all honesty, the road courses have been in favor of Rick Henrik, so I can see him getting the advantage there. Daytona, uh, I I can see Denny Hamlin getting a lot of points on Kyle Larson there. It's going to be really close, but that's what Denny Hamlin is mostly going for, is the points lead of the regular season. Other than that, though, unless we get new winners, you're going to see Denny Hamlin in the playoffs, no doubt about it. Chase Briscoe in the number 14 machine. Chase Briscoe has had kind of an interesting rookie season. I mean, he's 24th in the points. He's the best rookie so far. I mean, he's only competing against one driver who we'll talk about here in a little bit. Uh, he's has the same amount of points as Eric Amarola. It's been a really tough season for him as well. The only race I could really see him being a factor at to potentially sneak a victory in would be the Indianapolis Road Course because we've seen how talented he was there in the x Series, was there at the end, duking and battling with uh, Austin Cindric and A.J. Allmendinger for that win, and it was a really fun, entertaining race to watch. So hopefully the Cup Series race is kind of at the same level, but Other than that, we're probably not going to see Chase Briscoe in the round of 16 here for the NASCAR 2021 playoffs. Like I said, probably his best uh, opportunity will be the Indianapolis road course, maybe even Watkins Glen. But other than that, Chase Briscoe will not see the round of 16 for the playoffs. Now we will move on to the number 17 of Chris Busher. Chris Busher is right there in the mix, and he was looking to be one of the drivers safely going to make it in, and then he's dropped off quite a bit there for the number 17 machine. I like Chris Busher in half the races, and most notably Michigan and Daytona, but not the road course events, and he's kind of going to be in the same spot for me in a sense, uh for to try to win at Daytona and that's probably going to be his only shot to make it in he's sitting a lot of points behind right now let me check to see yeah he's about 121 points back that is a lot (laughs) more than two races that's for sure And so, basically, he's a must-win situation. Only opportunity I see him at is Daytona, but I don't really see him getting the victory out of the other drivers i mentioned. Maybe a good solid top 10 finish I could see Chris Buescher doing at Daytona, but other than that, no, Chris Buescher's probably not going to make it in either. Now, let's go on to Matt DiBenedetto. Matt DiBenedetto sits right behind Chris Buescher there in that number 21 machine. He's obviously had it really rough the last couple of weeks, especially what Roger Penske said, basically told him, you had one. One year to prove yourself, and you didn't do it. You're getting replaced by Harrison Burton. Good luck finding a ride. Basically what he said, and all of us were just like, oh, oh, that was so mean. Gosh. But this is a business. This is a sport, and you want the best of the best in your equipment, and Roger Penske didn't think Matt DiBandetto was the best one to be in that number 21 car. It is what it is, but I'm looking at the races right now that he could potentially look good at, and I'm thinking only Watkins Glen and Daytona. The reason why I say Watkins Glen, he's had success there in the past when in his younger days. He got a pole position there. I do believe it was the Xfinity Series. If it wasn't, it was the Argus Series. My mind's a little fuzzy on that, but he ran really good there. We've seen how good he can be at road courses, not afraid to take a gamble. He took a gamble at New Hampshire. He took a gamble at Road America, so he's doing what he can to get that upset victory and that 100th victory for Wood Brothers Racing. I would think it'd be so badass if he can get it at Daytona. I really think that's his best chance. I don't know why I'm feeling like Matt DiBenedetto is going to be the winner of that race out of anybody. I mean, if I'm looking at drivers who haven't won yet, obviously Denny Hamlin's number one and Austin Dillon is second, but the dark horse that the man I'd love to see is Matt DiBenedetto in that number 21. So Daytona, um, hopefully you can get the victory there. If not, we're not going to see the number 21 car in the playoffs either. Number 23 of uh, Bubba Wallace. It has been a fun year for the 23-11 team, but they're not going to be making it into the playoffs. They're sitting really far behind and there hasn't really been a race where they were like really, really close to getting the victory. They've been like, oh, we're really, really close to get a top 10. We're really, really close to get a top five, but we haven't really seen them. Go for the victory, and I really don't think they're going to be going for the victory anytime here in this rookie season. Still, there's a lot of opportunity for this team to grow, a lot of opportunity for them to eventually get their first victory. It's just not going to happen in their rookie year for the number 23 team. They're going to miss it out, and they're probably going to finish overall probably 21st or 20th in the point standings. Number 37 of Ryan Priest, I don't even know if they're going to be running the rest of the races here for the 2021 season because I guess there were rumors that if they fell below the top 25 in owner point, that they were going to start running part-time. I hope that's not the case, but... They're sitting 26 in points right now, so I'm not even going to talk about them making it into the playoffs. I'll just be happy if they run every single race here till the end of the season because I hate seeing teams just start going part-time and just start fading away because they don't have a charter. It drives me crazy, and this could be another um, team that falls victim of the charter system. Oh boy, we know what time it is. It is time for our favorite driver, the one we always talk about. It's the number 38 of Anthony Alfredo. Pizza, pasta, put it in the box. No. No, he's not going to make it in. There's there's no way. Uh, his goal is just to not wreck his car in the final four races. I like Anthony Alfredo. I really do. But he's sitting there 30th in points. No, he's, he's not making it in. Moving on uh, to Cole Custer in the number 41 machine. He did have that impressive victory last year at Kentucky, but no one really predicted that he was going to be in victory lane that weekend. Hell, I didn't even probably have him in my top 15 picks. Really, this year, I don't really see that happening again. He's had a worse season this year than he has his freshman year. I mean, just really struggling. He is actually doing the worst out of the Stuart Haas Racing camp. I do believe he's only beaten Anthony Alfredo as well as Corey LaJoy and Quinn Hoff in the points. Yep, he sure is. And Josh Balicki. uh, 28th in points. No, no, sorry. Cole Custer, he ain't making it in. Ross Chastain in the number 42, however. It's been a fun season to see him. It's been up. It's been down. It's been all around, but it just hasn't been in victory lane. He's come close, though. He finished second at one of the Pocono races. However, the uh, he he sits for me. Maybe his best chance would be Michigan and Daytona once again, but there's still so many other drivers that I would go ahead of him. I think Ross Chastain is going to miss it this year. Is he going to probably be the second driver for the Trackhouse Racing? I hope so. Uh, there's a lot of potential with Ross Chastain. If you don't believe me, look at what he was able to do last year with Colic Racing and the number 10 machine. He did a really damn good job for that team, and there's a reason why he finally got an opportunity up here with Chip Ganassi Racing. He's a good driver. He really is. Is he going to get the victory this year? No, I don't think so. Next year, though, could he be close? Maybe. I just got to see how Trackhouse Racing does with the expansion because we've seen some teams fall apart when they double their size and that's what they're doing next year but we shall see but uh, for Ross Chastain really like him he's gonna be probably there near the end but I think he's gonna probably get caught up in an accident gonna probably be close probably lead a few laps but no he will not be in the playoffs either The number 43 of Eric Jones. The number 43 of Eric Jones, he says he's had a really fun time here with Richard Petty Racing, and it looks like he's trying to do everything he can to extend that partnership, so he really likes this team right now. The team is struggling. They've been struggling for a very long time. They sit 25th in points, kind of similar to the same spot of where Bubba Wallace was, but I think Eric Jones has scored quite a bit more points than Bubba Wallace did with the team. Uh, I don't see them going into victory lane here this year either or making it into the playoffs. However, Hopefully, this partnership lasts for a while. I mean, Eric Jones is a really good driver. He There's a reason why he moved up the rankings so quickly. There was a reason why he even moved into that number 20 car. He's really, really good, and he's gotten a victory every single year in the Cup Series. It's kind of interesting to see that. It's just like every single year, that 20 car has found a way to make it into victory lane at least once. Even with Christopher Bell, they were able to do it. However, I think this year will be the end of that streak because I don't see the number 43 car make it into victory lane maybe you can get a top 10 or one or two races but other than that no the number 43 team they're gonna miss it out of the playoffs this year the number 47 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr this one he looked so good just a few weeks ago he was in the top 16 it looked like he was gonna make it in and then the team has just fallen off now they sit 21st in points basically when to get in uh, he's going to be like everyone else so far. Uh, g- could look really good at Daytona, but we know how Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is. He's going to wreck everybody before he can make it into victory lane. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was a great performance in the first half, but the second half just wasn't able to pull it through. He will miss it and will not be the second driver to make it into the playoffs since AJ Allmendinger for JTG Daughtry Racing. Oh, God, do we really even talk about Rick Rare Racing trying to make it into the playoffs? You're, you're, you're freaking high. And there's really only one guy that can make it in, technically, and that's Josh Belicki in the number 52. He's ran every single race so far this year. I mean, he's better than Quinn Hoff. He's better than Quinn Hoff by a whole 11 points pretty damn good right there but no he ain't making it in and if he does get a victory like a random one like Justin Haley did he's still gonna find a way to screw it up and not make it into the top 30 in points hell he's sitting 100 points behind Anthony Alfredo no he ain't gonna make it in guys don't think that Rick Rare Racing is gonna have their opportunity in the playoffs this year it ain't gonna happen moving on The number 77 team and the number 78 team, Aspire Motorsports and B.J. McLeod Racing. No, no, they don't have any drivers running for the Cup Series Championship. No, they ain't going to make it. Moving on. And then the last driver we have here, that is the number 99 of Daniel Suarez for Trackhouse Racing. I think this team is similar to Bubba Wallace. They've had some really good runs. Hell, they were really close. They were they were actually doing better than B- Bubba Wallace in that 23-11 team as far as getting to a victory because they almost got it in the dirt race at Bristol Dirt. I would have never thought that would have happened. I would have never thought he would have been running in the top 20, let alone the top five in that race. But he was able to do it. Other than that, though, uh, the number 99 team has been uh, kind of in the same spot as Michael McDowell. Uh, has he been close to races? Yes. Uh, Michael McDowell was able to get the victory. Daniel Suarez was not. Other races, he's just really been there. He's more of a top 20 car right now. He doesn't need to be in the playoffs. That team is just looking to build themselves right now. They've had some really good runs and I hope they can actually compete in a road course race because Daniel Suarez has had the worst luck so far here at road courses. I really feel like Watkins Glen or the Indianapolis road course, if nothing bad happens to that team, they will be able to run good in that race. Will they go for the victory? No. I really feel like anybody in Rick Henrik or even Joe Gibbs Racing are just too damn good when it comes to those racetracks. But Daniel Suarez could get a top 10 and I think walkings Glen, maybe even the Indianapolis Road Course, Michigan. I can see a top 20 Daytona crap shoot. Uh not going to make it in as well. So, the that's my rundown of the drivers who have an opportunity to make it into the playoffs. Honestly, if I had to pick the three drivers who are not locked in, Denny Hamlin is one without a doubt. I would go with Kevin Harvick too. And, ah, man, I keep saying Matty Bandetto is going to win the Daytona race. I want to see Matty Bandetto win, but I'm going to have to go away from it. I'm going to say Austin Dillon in the number three because he's either going to get a victory or he's going to be able to edge out his partner. Anyone else right now, I don't really see it happening. So those are my three drivers. Let me know who you guys think are going to be making it in. Hell, who knows? Maybe we can have a surprise winner. Maybe Chase Briscoe can get the surprise win. Maybe Ricky Stenhouse Jr. can win at Daytona. Maybe Daniel Suarez can pull something out of his ass. Anthony Alfredo. Eh, probably not. But those are my picks for the guys that are going to make it into the playoffs. Let me know who you guys think are going to make it in. Either way, these next four races are going to be exciting. And that will conclude today's episode. A special thanks to all the people who... Gave me ideas to for episodes here during the Summer Olympic break. Thank you guys so much for putting in your opinions. It does mean a lot to me and it gave me a lot of good ideas. This one I had on my mind for quite a bit and you guys just solidified that. So I'm like, yep. I'm going to be doing that for this weekend, so thank you guys so much for doing that, and thank you guys so much for listening, I know we're just craving the NASCAR to come back, we're just like, come on, these three weeks are going to be the longest ever, but I'm going to go have some fun here in the next week, I'm going to celebrate the summer because I got the next week off, I am going to Denver, and I am going to be meeting Crazy Corrado, will we be able to do an episode together? Maybe not, I think we just want to catch up with each other, but that's going to be a lot of fun, I can't wait for that, and hopefully you guys are having a lot of fun as well. Again, if you're able to go to a short track, make sure to go check one out. Support your local short tracks. There's a lot of them out there that are looking to just get as many fans as they can back into their seats. And also, don't forget to cheer on your country here. Team USA for me. We're going to be watching the Olympics any chance we get on NBC. Make sure to tune into that. And above all, guys, thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I'm I am out, so you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.